G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Dr. Michael Yusuf, beginning an encouraging episode of Leading the Way Audio, talking about the topic being appreciated. We all crave appreciation. We crave the appreciation of a spouse. We crave the appreciation of a son or daughter, father or mother, those whom we respect in our lives. Their appreciation for us is a whole different category from the rest of the world. Just think about it. Think about this, what it means for the God of heaven expressing appreciation to you and to me. Thanks for joining Dr. Michael Yusuf for Leading the Way Audio. His current series is The Secrets of Positive Living. Now, if you do a web search for positive living, you'll get all sorts of data in return. Meditation, lifestyle habits, holistic living, and more. But Dr. Yusuf is taking you to the pages of the Bible, specifically 2 Corinthians, where Paul teaches principles for living a life sold out for Christ. Join Dr. Yusuf now in chapter 9 as he begins. Someone said that the deepest principle in human nature is a craving to be appreciated. I have never met anybody who does not appreciate being appreciated. Uh, I just haven't met them yet. Uh, In fact, children and adults alike all crave appreciation. Children and adults alike all get feeling hurt when they don't receive appreciation. Now, I have met people who don't know how to express appreciation. I've met those. I've met people who um, actually refuse to express appreciation because out of fear that the other person may be filled with pride or get swollen head. Don't worry about it. You express your appreciation. God takes care of them. I have met all kinds of people. I've met people who actually pretended that they don't want or need appreciation. And the operative word here is pretend. Because the truth is this. There is nothing wrong with giving and receiving appreciation. It is thoroughly biblical. It is godlike to express and receive appreciation. The Bible says, for example, give honor to whom honor is what? Due. It's thoroughly biblical. The Bible said that the laborer is worthy of his hire. It's thoroughly, I can go on and give you verse after verse, but I'm not going to do that. I don't have the time. Because today we're going to see that the 11th secret for the power of positive living is all about God's appreciation for His generous children. A Danish philosopher once said that ingratitude is always a form of weakness. I have never known truly a strong person, he said, to be ungrateful. And I thought if this is the case, then God must be the strongest of all, (laughs) because He is the one who gives us all things. He is the one who provides us with everything. He is the one who lavished all blessings upon us, 
And yet the Bible said from cover to cover that God does not let one small act of sacrifice on the part of His generous children goes unappreciated and unrewarded by God. Amen. Think about it. Just think about it. It blows my mind at times when I allow myself really to focus on this. And somebody comes to me and he gives me a million dollars. I turn around, I take a few tens of thousands, another hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, and I give it back. And this person who just gave me the million dollars said, Oh, thank you very much. I am glad you did this. This is great. You know what? You've done a wonderful thing. I said, Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just gave me more money than I'm going to see in a lifetime. What do you mean you're thanking me? You're thanking me for doing this? You're applauding me for doing this? You tell me that, well done for doing this? This is nothing in comparison to what you have done to me. Oh, how so much like God that is. How can he think of rewarding me when I do something so little, when he had given me everything? Ah, but that's God. That's God. Listen to me. When you truly understand, when you can begin to comprehend this, when you focus on it, when you stop letting all the junk of the world getting your attention, and when you focus on that God appreciates the generosity and the sacrifice of His generous children, it becomes overwhelming. It really becomes overwhelming. And so I want you to turn with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 6. You remember chapter 8? Because there we saw that secret number 10 was getting through giving. And here Paul comes in, in chapter 9, building on that. He says, God not only appreciates His generous children, not only that He appreciates the generous givers, but He rewards them. Verse 6, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully also reap bountifully. Paul is writing to an agrarian society, and they understood exactly what he's talking about. And he is saying, look, if you scatter the seed on the ground when you're planting in abundance, you're going to get a bumper crop. But if you're chinching and you drip a little bit and drip, 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 you're going to get an anemic crop. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. And he takes that and applies it to giving in terms of giving back to God. And here's secret number 11 for the power of positive living. Here's what Paul telling the Corinthians. Please hear me right on this. The harvest that they will receive is in direct proportion to the seed that they have sown. That God's depth of appreciation for His generous children is in proportion to their giving back to Him. That God's purpose for blessing the generous believers will unfold in their life as they practice this principle of generous giving. How is God going to express gratitude? He gave us everything. How is He going to express His gratitude to His generous children? Well, there are four things right here in the text. In verse 7, he said, God is going to express His appreciation to His generous children by having a soft spot for them. Verse 7. Secondly, he said, God is going to express appreciation to His generous children by providing for their every need. Not just financial needs, but every need. Look at verses 8 
all the way to 11. Thirdly, he said, God will be glorified in and through his generous children, verses 11 to 13. And finally, fourthly, he says that God will answer the prayers that are offered on their behalf, verses 14 and 15. Isn't that exciting? Look at it in the text. God will have a soft spot in his heart for his generous children. Verse 7, for God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. You see, God loves the world in general. We know that. John 3.16. Everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. We know that God loves His own children in a higher level of love, in a deeper level of love. In John chapter 13, the Bible said those whom He loved, He loved to the end. But here, He says God reserves His highest, His best, he reserves his softest spot in his heart for the generous, cheerful giver. You cannot imagine greater expression of gratitude from God than the fact that he has a soft spot in his heart for the cheerful giver. There is no promise like it. As I said, we all crave appreciation. We all like to be appreciated. But the truth is, I'm going to level with you. There are some people's appreciation to us more significant to us, more important to us than others. We crave the appreciation of a spouse. We crave the appreciation of a son or daughter, father or mother, those whom we revere, those whom we respect, those whom we hold high in our lives. Their appreciation for us is a whole different category from the rest of the world. They are very special, and their appreciation for us is far more meaningful. Just think about it. Think about this, what it means for the God of heaven, for the God of heaven expressing appreciation to you and to me. I'm telling you, there is no sweeter thing. There can be no more uplifting thought. There can be no more thrilling knowledge than hearing that God has a soft spot for you. He has a soft spot. He's appreciated. His cheerful givers. Because, beloved, let me tell you something. This is incomparable. You cannot compare it. It is indescribable. You can give money to all the good causes and all the nice things and all the political activities, but nothing like giving back to God, to the work of God, and then realizing that God has a soft spot for you because of that. This is indescribable. This is exhilarating. <laughs> so who are the cheerful givers? Who are the cheerful givers? Those whose giving to God comes from the heart and not from obligatory feeling. Those whose giving to God is systematic and joy-filled and not begrudging. The cheerful giver are those whose giving to God is with determination and with commitment not under compulsion. Those are the cheerful givers. And God says, I show my appreciation to the cheerful giver. God loves the cheerful giver. Secondly, God shows His appreciation to His generous children. How? 
by abundantly providing for their every need, for their every need. Now, I want to tell you something else. I promise you, I promise you, nobody can love without giving. Nobody. It's impossible that you say, I love without giving. It is an impossibility. You see, God gives His Son to the believers, but He uniquely blesses the cheerful giver. Look at verse 8. In one verse, all, all, all. What is Paul saying? Here's what he's saying. He's saying that God's gracious giving is limitless, that God's gracious giving is off the chart, that God's gracious giving cannot be measured, that God's gracious giving beggars description. Why is that? Why is that? Because when you give to God, the eyes of sight, the natural man says, now I have less because I gave. I've got less. Isn't that true? But the eyes of faith says, oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. That's not the case at all. (laughs) When I give to God, I'll have more, not less. It's more, not less. If you say, well, that's impossible. How can I have more when I've got less? If you say that, that means, beloved friend, you're still living in the world of possible, and you're not living in the impossible. And God has deep appreciation toward those who live in the world of faith, in the world of the impossible, instead of the world of sight, and the world of possible. Let me give you an illustration. There are two $5 bills here. That's all I've got, right? What do I do? God, you bless me. I'm so overwhelmed with your blessing. And I start counting my blessings, and I get overwhelmed, as you know, I easily can do that. So, Lord, I'm going to give one. Now, the non-cheerful giver said, boy, what did I do that for? (laughs) Did I do the right thing here? Now I got one left. It's only $5. I could have had 10. I could have had $10. Really, I I mean, why did I do that for? I I should have kept it. Now, that's the non-cheerful giver. The cheerful giver says, God, thank you for giving me the joy of the ability to be able to give that. What a great God you are. Thank you, God. I know you're going to stretch that $5. It's going to go around the block a few times. Thank you, Lord, that your blessing cannot be described in human terms. I thank you, Lord Jesus. And you go home and blessing God and thanking God. And, and then you got another one. Wait a minute. By God, you're so wonderful. You're so gracious. Thank you, Lord God. I want to give more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then, unexpected, another one. Wow. What a great God he is. Oh, God, bless the name of Jesus. Here's another one. Here's another one. Isn't that great? That's not it. That's not over yet. Well, there's more here. Wait a minute. Bless the Lord. I want to give more. I'm giving more. God says, no, 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 it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's some more. He said, I want to bless you some more. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I want to give some more. That's the world of faith. Beloved, I want to tell you, human wisdom says that prosperity comes from accumulating, that prosperity comes from building up, that prosperity comes from hoarding, that prosperity comes from holding on to it. And as the guy said, he said, Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the lid. And that's what a lot of people are doing. 
Ah, but faith says, no, 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 no. Listen, just because some bad apples teaching bad things about giving, don't undermine what the Word of God says. Faith says, I trust in the promises of God. I put anchor in the promise of God. I know that He's going to provide for every need, and I will not be shaken. If you have never experienced the joy of the appreciation of God for a generous giving, you are missing out on the greatest Christian experience that a Christian can have. My beloved friends, listen to me. This is not just good sermon material. This is not just words on paper that I'm preaching to you. My family and I have experienced it again and again and again and again to doubt it. It is overwhelming at times for us again and again to see God so generously replenish what we gave, and we have never lacked in anything. Not one time in the dark days and in the bright days, in the valleys and in the mountains, we've never lacked for a thing. And this is just in this life. I can't wait to get to heaven and see what Jesus has got in store for me. God expresses His appreciation to the generous giver by having a soft spot for them. Secondly, by abundantly providing for all the needs, not just financial needs, not just material needs, but all of their needs, all of the time. Thirdly, He will be glorified in and through them. Verses 11 and 12 and 13. How? How is He going to be glorified? See, when others get blessed by your sacrificial giving, they're going to bless God. They will glorify God. That's what Paul is saying here. And guess who gets the credit? You think God should get the credit, but Paul said, you get the credit. <laughs> the generous giver gets the credit. I don't have to tell you this. If you look at the media today, look at our society today, look at the generation that's come. I mean, you think the whole world is like a, a spoiled brat. Am I right? They're thankful for nothing. They think everything owed to them. And I often wonder how much that grieves the heart of God who blessed us so. How much that attitude grieves the heart of God. And here Paul makes a point that most people miss. I don't want you to miss it. Look at it, verse 13. Don't miss the point here. He says, because of the proof given. You say, what proof? What proof is he talking about? He's talking about the proof of genuine salvation. That's what he's talking about. Paul is saying that genuine salvation is proved in generous giving. Because genuine salvation expresses itself in obedience. And an expression of obedience always, always, always brings glory to God. Paul was getting the offering to the poor people in Jerusalem, the poor believers. Just think about this. All that the Jerusalemite Jewish believers know about Corinth is that it's a city of sin. I mean, Las Vegas wouldn't even match it. It was known as Sin City in terms of reputation. That's all they know. 
So I want you now to imagine their absolute amazement, surprise, and glory to God when they hear that in Corinth they're not only believers, but they're believers who are generously giving to stand with them in their times of trouble, in their persecution, and they're upholding them, and they have brothers and sisters in Christ in that sin city. And Paul said, their thanksgiving, imagine their thanksgiving, and the glory that they are giving to God because of the generosity of the Corinthians. God expresses appreciation to His generous children by having a soft spot for them. Secondly, by abundantly providing for all of their needs. And thirdly, by being glorified in and through them. Fourthly, by answering the prayers that are offered on their behalf. Look at verses 14. And 15, verse 14 particularly, he said, And in their prayer for you, their hearts will go out to you because of surpassing grace God has given you. You know, sometimes we who are rich, and everybody's listening to me is rich in comparison to the rest of the world. We who are rich sometimes fall in the temptation of saying or thinking, What can a poor person do for me? They, they can't do anything for me. And Paul said, don't ever fall in that temptation. It's a dreadful temptation, he says, because what a poor believer can do is pray for you, and you'll be blessed because of their prayer. That's what he's saying here. He said, the prayers of the poor in Jerusalem are the very blessings that the rich in Corinth are receiving back as a result of their generosity. When they pray for you, you will be the recipients of the answers to their prayers. That's the fourth way in which God appreciates His generous children. And then verse 15, he gets excited. He says, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Only those who truly value God's indescribable gift in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, will understand the joy of generous giving. Thanks for joining Dr. Michael Yusuf for Leading the Way. Do you have faith questions and no one you can turn to for honest conversations or solid answers? Well, one of Leading the Way's pastoral team members would be honored to spend some time with you. Visit ltw.org Jesus to begin your conversation. You know, we often share notes and emails Leading the Way receives to help you understand how we're more than a local radio program, but an international gospel ministry impacting lives at home and around the world. And recently, we received something from a man in Sudan that brought tears to many eyes. Let me summarize. Isaac shares how he was full of anger and questioned the existence of God until he began listening to Leading the Way. Thanks to the program and Dr. Yusuf's passionate teaching, he shares how he now knows Jesus as his Savior and depends on God for all of his needs. He requests prayer for his village, as they've endured much suffering through wars in his region. Do you see how people reach out to leading the way to gain spiritual support and encouragement? Learn more of the global reach of leading the way when you call 1-300-133-589 or online at ltw.org. 
That number again is 1300-133-589 and ltw.org. Or write to Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales 2751. Leading the Way, P.O. Box 1900, Penrith, New South Wales 2751. Before we run out of time for today, I would like to ask you to do something very special for me. As an encouragement to our fellow listeners, I would like to invite you to share how God is using this program to encourage you in your walk of faith. I believe it is important to give testimony of how God is working in your life. And if leading the way is part of that, we would want to know. Please call us at one 133 589 Once again, the number is one 133 589. Do it today. Thank you in advance and God bless. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect through television, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and all of the social media networks. Learn more at ltw.org. For taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.